Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. That is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Matty Moe on the way as well. Frankie, what's going on? Greggy, what's happening, man? Happy Monday to you. Big weekend. A lot going on in the fantasy baseball world. A lot going on in the baseball world. Isn't that much going on in the baseball world? The fantasy baseball world? Well, I, mean, I guess if you're a Mets fan, right? That wasn't even fantasy baseball. <laughs> I, I don't agree with you. I don't, I, I don't think there's much going on. I mean, it was a Zach Gallen bidding weekend. I mean, that's, sure. that's pretty relevant. But like, once you get past that, like, what else happened? Bobby Bradley debut? You're not, you're not pumped for Big Bob? Nope. All right, well then, I don't know what to tell you, Greg. All right, so not much happened for me. Okay. How was your... Walker Bueller, like 16 strikeouts, and it's pretty good. How was your day off? How was my day off? It was great. Yeah. It was great. I went out uh, walking around, gallivanting the neighborhood, some brunch, some beers, and then I went out to the Yankee game, and it was a great, great game on Friday night. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Sending you a bunch of pictures. You were. I was stuff going on. Michael K couldn't talk. It was great. Well, what was going on with him? He he like lost his voice. So anytime they hit a home run, there's a lot going on. Like the like the Glaber Torres playing in the eighth inning, he should have like lost his mind. You know, been like, oh, what a play by Torres. It was like Glaber, second, first, double play. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, come on, dude, come on. All right, let's bring in someone that's probably much more excited about what happened in baseball this past weekend. That's Mr. Matt Modica. What's up, Matty Mo? Okay. And he's gone. Do, do we have Matty Mo, guys? Yep. All right. He's there. Matty Mo. Yo. Hi. Hey. What's up, man? I don't know. I'm waving hands and stuff. Uh, well, happy Monday. Let's start off that way. Yeah. I, I think uh, Frank was right, though. There was a lot going on this weekend. Matty, there's, uh, no, there's nothing going on. Come on. You know, there was a lot of closing opportunities that, you know, came to uh, that were, you know, you could have got Liam Hendricks, who's now the presumed closer. For pretty much, you know, not a lot of money. Uh, John Gant might be a new closer, despite being uh, blown up last night. Uh, Pagan is back in the mix. So there's a, you know, there was a lot of interesting uh, avenues to Roman Fab. 
Look, Zach Gallon was obviously the highlight and stuff like that. But I think a Logan Allen was a guy I wanted to get. I just didn't have enough money. So a lot, so the closers were the story of the weekend then, is what it sounds like Matty Moe is saying here. With John Gant. The Yankees lose one game and Greg's all, out on baseball. He's like, oh, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I don't nothing think... happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Yankees lost yesterday. Oh, yeah, there's nothing going on in baseball. Nothing to see here. We'll, we'll just cancel the show, Greg. How about that? I don't want to cancel the show, Frank. That seems dramatic. But, like... <laughs> I there is a lot going on. I don't Matty Moe, did you try to beat anybody up yesterday like Mickey Calloway or what? No, I was at a 8th uh, grade graduation yesterday afternoon, so I was kind of behaved and all that. I was watching, you know, maybe some kids beat each other up, but that's about it. I was going to say, you know, if you if you if there was anyone you were trying to beat up at an 8th grade graduation, I mean, something <laughs> probably went terribly wrong then. I don't like like uh, let's talk about matches broke down right. There's always there's these new closers. You're all looking for closers. John Gant. This is what we're gonna believe in. John Gant's the closer in, in St. Louis. Jordan Hicks out for a little while potentially. We think John Gant's gonna be the guy. No way. That guy stinks. He's oh, actually whoa. pissed John really Gant's well this year, year. That guy stinks. <laughs> I know I know John Gant. He's one of these he's one of these uh, fifth starters that St. Louis has had for years. I don't care that his ERA is 240. His K to walk ratio is 37 to 12. It means nothing. He stinks. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty relevant, Craig. I don't know. He got blown up yesterday. He did, but, you know, he was due. And even after that, he's got a 2.40 ERA, Greg. He stinks. So it seems like it's coming down between him and uh, Carlos Martinez if, uh, if something is dramatically wrong here with Jordan Hicks, who I recommend should be out of your lineups, obviously, for this week. They only have five games this week, and he's going for an MRI today. Because of a tricep injury. Not good. Um, I am not a doctor. Hopefully, we'll get Dr. A or Virginia on later on in the week. But I would imagine someone who throws 100 miles per hour to have a tricep injury is not a good thing, Matt. No, that's uh, two words. No bueno. So, I'm kind of... I have both... Uh, I have like, two shares of each of Seamart, who I was going to cut last week, but for some reason I didn't. And I'm, I guess I'm happy about that now. but. From hearing um, John Mozeliak's comments, it does sound like Gant is the guy initially, but Martinez, I think, will be involved if uh, Hicks has an extended absence. I agree. I think even if it's just precautionary, he's going on the IL. He cannot be in your lineups this week. Jordan Hicks has 14 saves on the season, Greggy, and he's been up and down at times throughout the season here, but... John Gant has three saves on the uh, on the season, and we've seen that whenever Jordan Hicks gets in trouble, they've gone to Gant. Now, Carlos Martinez has two saves as well this year, and later on in the season last year, we saw him take over the closers role. So at least he has that experience. So it could be, you know, both of those guys. It could be Gant. It could be Carlos Martinez. As of right now, I think they have a little bit more Faith in Gant and his numbers overall are a little bit better than Carlos Martinez, but you know I'll just throw the name in the mix. I mean, the one who might deserve it the most, just based on how he's pitched out of the bullpen this year, Greg, and now we can work in some Yankees talk here so I can get you engaged a little bit. Former <laughs> Yankee Giovanni Gallegos, Greg, with a 2.60 ERA, 12.7 Ks per nine. He might be the most effective reliever in their bullpen so far this season. I'd be surprised if the closer, if Jordan Hicks is out for this season, or something significant. I don't want to, you know... Uh, curse Jordan Hicks or anything, but if he's out for a significant period of time, I, I strongly believe that ultimately Carlos Martinez will probably be the closer of this team. I don't want to forget about Andrew Miller either. That's where I thought you were going with the former Yankee. He hasn't had a great year. His ERA is over four. But again, if Jordan Hicks were to miss a significant period of time, 
I expect the closer to be Carlos Martinez, Andrew Miller, someone that's done it significantly before. Uh, not Giovanni Gallegos, uh, not John Gant. I have a feeling it will be Carlos Martinez or Andrew Miller. It seems like they like Andrew Miller in his role that he's been in so so far this season. And you're right, he hasn't pitched well. ERA over four. And, you know, he does have one save on the season, but both Carlos Martinez and John Gant have more. So I think where they're at right now, they have a little bit more faith in those guys. So... I mean, it could just end up being a frustrating situation. And again, we're just speculating. We don't even know if there's anything significantly wrong with Jordan Hicks, but I would imagine, you know, he's at least out for a couple of days while he gets this MRI. If it reveals something, then maybe he lands on the IL. Uh, but I would think, for now, there's probably at least two guys with Gant and Carlos Martinez, and then maybe even a third if they want to work in Andrew Miller. So it uh, might be a frustrating situation, but guess we'll find out uh, soon enough. One player that won't be an option is Alex Reyes, who hurt a pec, right? Was that, was that the injury? Yep. A, a pec uh, in AAA. We thought he was closing in a couple weeks ago about being a starter in this rotation for St. Louis. And if the injuries to Jordan Hicks are significant, you, you wonder if they would have called him up for a relief role again. Not going to be the case. He had believe having an MRI or an X-ray uh, on that pec. We'll see. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Like, former top prospect in baseball, top pitching prospect, has electric stuff, near 100-mile-per-hour fastball, upper 80s slider as well. Uh, he has great swing and miss stuff, but Alex Reyes now, I mean, from Tommy John to last year with the lad, now this year he's been dealing with a whole bunch of different injuries. Now he's got the pec injury. It just seems like, Matt, I don't know if he's ever going to be healthy, and, and it's it sucks because... I think that if he had an opportunity to start at the major league level, he might be able to have some success. So this has been a really, really unfortunate situation. Yeah, it has been really unfortunate. I think they need to just maybe reboot him right now, shut him down, reboot it, go into next year. I don't know what kind of uh, help he can have this season. And, And like you said, it's a shame. I thought about three weeks ago, maybe four at the most, he was on the cusp of getting called up and having a rotation spot. And then he got blown up in the minors for like seven runs. He walked a bunch of guys. And that just seemed to spiral out of control over these last couple of weeks. And now with this injury, you know, I I, I just think the bullpen, like you guys have mentioned, I think it's going to be a mixture of a Gant, of a C-Mart, Andrew Miller, say when they got, you know, lefty matchups there. So, look, as long as you can get some saves, you don't need as many saves as you have in the past. So I think everybody's kind of an option here. Yeah, and I think that's, it's worth bringing up uh, what's, going out there, uh, what's going on out there in Oakland as well, Greg, with, uh, with Blake Trinan being shut down. You could tell he just wasn't right. Since he's returned yeah. um, in, in early May when he was dealing with elbow discomfort, he's made 18 appearances and he's got a 4.87 ERA during that span with a 7.97K per nine, 4.43 walks per nine. So just clearly not nearly as uh, dominant as he was last year. It could have been that elbow that he was dealing with, and now he's been shut down with shoulder discomfort. So just a whole bunch of things going on with that arm right now for Blake Trinan. And they did announce over the weekend that Liam Hendricks is going to be the closer for the time being. On the season, he's got... A 1.49 ERA, 50 strikeouts, and 42 and a third innings pitch, but he does have a 4.54 xFIP. So perhaps some regression coming. And I, I think everyone thought that Lou Trevino would probably be the next man up, but he's been a little bit more inconsistent over the past month or so too. So it seems like it's going to be Liam Hendricks. Uh, Matty Mo, did you have any Blake Trinan shares? Did you end up with Liam Hendricks this past weekend? Uh, did you expect it to be him? Did you think it was going to be Trevino? How are you handling the whole Oakland A situation? Uh, I did not have any Blake Trident shares. 
really didn't invest in the top two closures coming into the year. Uh, look, yeah, he has not been the same pitcher. A shout-out to Brian Slack of HQ. He had a chart showing, you know, uh, over the last month or so since he came back from that initial, you know, first injury where they shut him down for a day or two. He's not been the same pitcher. Trevino, earlier in the year, I thought would be an excellent handcuff. I bid it, I did bid on him, like, about whatever it was, a month or so ago. I didn't get any shares. Uh, but it's been evident that it is Liam uh, Hendricks at being the guy. And what was great about this one was the A's came out right after that game and said, Hendricks is the closer right now. So at least you had that clarity uh, when you were bidding on him. Is he a slam dunk guy? Absolutely not. But he has done some really nice things. I did not get any Hendricks, though. I did try to get him. I just, you know, at this point in time of the season, the money is uh, dwindling away. Yes, it is. And we, we saw Liam Hendricks go for... $133 in my Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and I believe he was already owned in our main event league, Matt, because I went searching for him and I couldn't find him anywhere, mm-hmm. so I assumed he was already owned there. Uh, and then I'll look up GST, Greggy, another 15-team league where I'm sure uh, people were bidding on Liam Hendricks last night. We didn't really need him because we have Chapman, we have Shane Green, we have Ian Kennedy as well, so we're pretty good in that department, and Hendricks went for $147 there, so... You're looking for anywhere between 12 and 15% right now when it comes to uh, Liam Hendricks in these deeper roto leagues. As Matt said, what we like about Liam Hendricks and the A situation, they told us what the deal is, right? They said that right now, Liam Hendricks yeah, And he is already the guy. converted a safe Saturday. Exactly. Before two games. So being able to know that he's coming in in the, in the safe situation, getting the job done, it makes our lives a little bit easier um, when it comes to Oakland. Kind of like in Tampa Bay, where our lives seemingly are a little bit easier right now as well. Diego Castillo hits the DL. Uh, Jose Alvarado's been out. Emilio Pagan's the last man standing. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Pagan was a guy that, well, he had three saves in a week. Yep. I remember. Uh, that's like, it seems like, a, seems like a lifetime ago, but it was probably like six weeks ago or something like that. Uh, I did get him in a couple of spots, not for a lot of money, but he never produced anything and has been cut uh, well before. And now with Castillo going to the IL, I still think Alvarado, Alvarado is the guy, excuse me, that will finish the season with the most saves for Tampa Bay. But look, if you can get Pagano on the cheap, you got to jump on that. And even if it's only a handful of saves or something for the next couple of weeks, it's still a handful of saves on the cheap where, you know, you just maximizing opportunities. And what and what we've seen all season, Greg, with the Tampa Bay Rays is that they like to use two different guys, whether it's, you know, uh, just to keep opposing teams off balance or to have, like, one righty and one lefty. Alvarado's been dealing with the issues with his family. Seems like he'll be back soon. But if this Diego Castillo injury lasts, then at least they could still have their lefty in Alvarado and their righty in Emilio Pagan once again. We'll take a break. When we come back, more from Matt Modica. How much does Zach Gallon go for? We'll let you know Next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
the morning after. My thought was potentially they could go Barrett, Zion, pair them together. Yet, if I'm the Pelicans, I actually wouldn't. Yes, they get along. And yes, they play together. But I think they're both too big for the same court here in the NBA. I think you're almost better off getting a player that'll really complement Zion better than having two sort of future stars on the court getting in each other's way. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Back with you here on the BFS, Greg Sussman, Frankie Stample, Maddie Moe here as well. Hanging with on a Monday, relaxing with you after a weekend. Slept well last night, Frank. Thanks for asking. I'm happy. I'm happy it's going well for you, Greg. I slept well. I haven't said it's going well. I slept well. All right. So at least one thing in life is going well. Had a wedding over the weekend. How was that? It was fun. It was very nice. Very, very nice. It was uh, good to celebrate and a lot of great food, of course. And then yesterday, I was in like, uh, where was I? Prospect Park. I was, I was by Prospect Park yesterday at a, at a friend's barbecue. Are we getting to that point in the year where every weekend you have either a wedding or a bachelor party? Yes. Okay. We've arrived. So. We've arrived. All right. So. If I get tired, hungover, Greggy, on Mondays, just expect it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm usually okay from these bachelor parties. Like, I usually... I, I'm doing it well now. I, I've gotten older, so I understand. So, I come home on, like, the first flight out on Sunday. So I get home and I have all day to rest, so I'm back to me on Monday, you know? Okay. So like, yeah, I mean, you got to give yourself that buffer, that day. So like on the wedding, the wedding was in Long Island on Saturday night. Was home on an Uber at 2.30, 2.45 in the morning. Slept late on Sunday. I'm back to me right now, aren't I? See? Normal. Nice, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what Sundays usually are for that's me. That's the move. <laughs> that, that, that's the move. Wake up. You write for the Patreon. You watch some baseball. I go to the parents. I eat some dinner. Come home. Look at my fab bids. And that's it. That's Sunday. And then um, next week, no weddings or engagement parties. This week, we got, I have a uh, graduation party on Saturday night. All right. Well, and, you got something. Got oh, something. It's, it's, my, uh, it's my niece's second birthday. Uh, so Saturday. similar. It's, my, so, yeah, it's my cousin's graduation party. All, All right. right. So that's what's going on uh, this upcoming week for Frank and myself. Maddie Mo, this past weekend, it was a Zach Gallon weekend, as Frank alluded to. And inside the main event, Gallon went for one hundred and eighteen dollars, uh, what did you think of the bid? What do you think of what do you think of Gallon's first performance? Mikey and I talked about it on Friday, and uh, what do you think of Zach Gallon going forward? Diamond, if you were able to obtain him uh, this week, I mean, there's this thing about the Marlins. Look, I know the Marlins entering the season with this horrific team; they're going to just be god awful in every aspect. That's not the case. 
Uh, as of like last Friday, they had the seventh best starting pitching ERA in MLB ahead of a team that has Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. So that's 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 pretty amazing right there. I think the offense has gotten a lot better. Gallon's a guy that you know he came, he was part of the uh, Osuna deal, and he's he's you know he's really moved up the ladder this season. What a fa- fantastic! Year at AAA, he showed that you know he commanded his pitches well in his opening start. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be like an ace long term, but for fantasy purpose, rest of the season, I, it was an arm of interest for me, and it seems like everybody else. But what's interesting to me is the bids. Like I, I play mostly in fifteen teamers. I have two twelve team online championships, which uh, I don't consider my strong suit, but somehow I'm in first place in both. And I got Gallon in one of those leagues. I bid $79. The runner-up bid was 11 So I, I don't know what the hell happened there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, normally these players go for less in 12-team leagues, but, I mean, for the backup bid for Zach Gallon to be only $11 out of 1000 I think that's very surprising. Uh, still, congratulations for getting a Zach Gallon share there, Matt Modica. And, you know, last night in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, that's a 15-team mixed roto. He went for $279, and then in Matt and I's uh, main event, he went for $118. That's also a 15-team league with a $1,000 budget. Uh, I was the backup bid at $63, but, I mean, realistically, I never expected to get him anyway, uh, but s- still a little sad to see that I was <laughs> I was the backup bid. Um, you know, I had to go back and watch the start, Greg, because we were doing a ton of NBA draft coverage Thursday night while Zach Gallen was pitching, and... I thought he looked pretty good for the most part. Um, I thought that the way that he pitches seems a little bit stiff, a little bit upright. Uh, you know, average around 93 miles per hour for that fastball. He has a four-pitch mix. You know, he works in the curveball as well. He uses a cutter. Um, but he looked pretty good. I mean, he had 10 swinging strikes on 99 pitches. He he threw first-pitch strikes to 18 of 22 batters. I thought that was more telling when it came to uh, Zach Gallen. Matt, I, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do we expect him to be up long-term? Because when I was talking about this last week, when we first found out he was going to get called up, I kind of prefaced everything with, I don't know that he's going to be up long-term here. Because, I mean, it, it, these situations happen when it comes to prospects. I mean, ask Keston Hira. The guy was uh, he was performing well, but he was just a casualty of the numbers game. Now, Jordan Yamamoto is pitching well for this team. Pablo Lopez is hurt. It seems like Caleb Smith is going to be back at some point. So do you have any worry if... if when you were bidding on Zach Gallen, that he's not going to be up for the long haul. Is that in the back of your mind? Uh, I mean, uh, there's just there's a small thought of that, as you as you uh, correctly uh, stated, what's happened this season, and that there, that that is a possibility. But I don't think you could bid scared. I think you got to bid on the talent. I think he's much more talented than uh, Jordan Yamamoto, even though you know whatever his first three starts have been <laughs> quite amazing. But I think he's more of I don't want to say smoke and mirrors because that makes it sound like he's not good at all, but kind of like uh, wins on deception, I guess, something like that. So I think Gallon's here to stay. I think there's also very good possibilities. Guys like Trevor Richards gets traded. Uh, if Caleb Smith, if a team makes a move on a Caleb Smith, I think Miami would be interested in moving him now at pretty much his high point even though he's pitched so well this year, because he's had past injuries and stuff. And if they can get a nice return, why not do it? Yeah, I think Matt brings up a good point when it comes to Caleb Smith. He was not a top prospect by, by any means, traded away from the Yankees. You've heard that before. And his stuff is really, really good. And is he going to be a part of this Mets future, or this Mets, of this Marlins future when they're ultimately good again? 
Probably not. And people are impressed with what Caleb... He's older than people realize, too. I think he's exactly. like 27 years Exactly. He's in the prime of his career right now. He's not an up-and-coming prospect by any means. He has a ton of control on him. So once the Marlins get good again, and at some point they will, Caleb Smith's not going to be a part of that. And I think right now, when a team can control him for a significant period of time, when his fastball velocity is still up where it is, when people are as desperate for pitching right now as they always are... I think the Marlins will get their biggest return. I completely agree with Matt. Now's when you trade a guy away like Caleb Smith. Well, I'm hoping so then, so that we can see Zach Gallon around for the rest of the season. Again, like Matt alluded to, he wasn't regarded as a top prospect. He was like barely inside the top 20 on MLB.com for the Marlins prospects coming into the season. Uh, But, you know, and he wasn't on the 40-man roster because he wasn't expected to be this good this quickly. Now, he, he had an uptick in fastball velocity this year. And again, I mean, he was completely crushing AAA and the PCL, so a, a league that's regarded as you know a, a very a very hitter friendly league. I mean, one point seven seven ERA, zero point seven seven WHIP, one hundred and twelve strikeouts. All three of those led the led the the Pacific Coast League at AAA. So you know, I hope Zach Allen sticks around. Uh, I just just did kind of want to preface that and, and get that in there, uh, but hopefully. Hopefully he is around, you know, whether it's, you know, via trade, Caleb Smith, or, or something else happening here with the Miami Marlins. Their pitching staff has been really good, Greg. I, I think I saw a graphic great. yesterday, too, was that right now their their starting pitcher ERA is the lowest it's been in their franchise history. I know they haven't been around forever, but collectively, they've done a really nice job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I Caleb Smith... And this Marlins organization, their pitching staff's been very, very good. And it's why when it comes to the FanDuel Sportsbook, I like betting on them because you know their pitching staff, for the most part, Frankie, is going to keep them in the game. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people were killing Derek Jeter and what, what is he doing? He's trading away, you know, two, uh, two MVPs. At the time, we didn't know Yelts was going to be an MVP. Might, might be this year's MVP again. I mean, it probably should be. Uh, and then traded away Marcelo Zuna. Everyone's freaking out. And... and you know, earlier this year, Greg, I said, look, he's building the team around their home ballpark. It's, it's, a, it's a monster ballpark. It's a really big ballpark. And, you know, he's putting together a really good staff of young starting pitchers who have upside. So I think, you know, uh, shout out to Derek Jeter. And, you know, I'm sure some of it was whoever was there before him as well. It was of all just Derek Jeter. But I, I think there's a method to the madness, Greg. Absolutely. Okay. So Zach Gallon, no doubt the big name, the big pitcher that was uh, brought up over the weekend that you paid for. But Edward Alizole, Edward Azale was also somebody that Matt you were excited about uh, last Monday getting the call, and he went for twelve bucks to Frankie inside the main event. Matt, what do you think of Frank's buy, and what do you expect of this guy in the future? Yeah, no, I, I like him for the future. I got him in, a, in another main event. I'm not sure if I'm starting him this week because I don't know what the plan is. How many innings is he going to go? He did go four innings versus the Mets. I listened to that on the radio. I listened to the Cubs broadcast, actually, and they were pretty pumped for it, uh, rightfully so. I know one of those innings he struck out the side. I like Azale, say, in the grand scheme of things for the rest of the season, if he does secure a rotation spot. I think he's a two-pitch pitcher for the most part. That might be uh, a little tricky, but I think there is talent here, so I, you know, I, I want to be involved. But Logan Allen was the guy that I really wanted, and I thought I might be able to get him on the cheap. That did not happen at all. Yeah, Logan Allen. We spoke about him last yeah. week too. The mm-hmm. whole story with John Cena and everything that was going on with him. There 
There you go with with the with the one dollar bet involving John Cena and Logan Allen. He looked pretty good in that start, and he faces the Baltimore Orioles this week. I agree with you, Matt. I actually you know made a, a ranking of uh, this week's um, available starting pitchers, and you know I had Logan Allen ranked higher than. Uh, and Adbert Alzale. Look, Alzale, I agree with you. I think he has upside. He's, you know, one of the top pitching prospects in the Cubs organization. He's like their fourth-ranked prospect. Uh, he only threw 55 pitches last time out against the Mets. I think he only went like four innings in relief. Uh, I believe he's expected to start this week. I think that start also comes Tuesday. against... I think he's supposed to pitch against the uh, Atlanta Braves, who one of the hottest-hitting teams in the month of June. So I'm with you, Matt. Like, I, I picked him up. You know, I lost Frankie Montas in the main event. I lost Pablo Lopez. So I actually lost two pretty big pieces of my pitching mm-hmm. staff there. So I'm t- I'm taking a shot on some upside here. I was surprised to only get him for 12 bucks. I thought he would have went for more. Uh, but yeah, like you said earlier, you know, I don't have a lot of money left either. Again, I, I will I will never uh, never forget the fact that uh, Carter Keyboom sucked up all my fab, and I'm still waiting for him to come back. But, uh, you know, Alzale went for... $109 in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. So I always kind of like to compare those because they're both 15-team leagues. And, you know, to, to be able to get them for nearly $100 less, uh, I was excited about that. But I do agree with you. I don't think I'm rolling them out there this week if he is starting against the Braves because it's the Braves. I mean, I, I really don't want to start many pitchers against them right now, the way that they're swinging Yeah, but bat. real quick. Yep. Uh, real quick. Uh, Frank Frank got him for $12. I would love to have got him for 12 I think I got him for something similar in one of my other mains. Like I said, happy to have him. I think with the TG FBI, I don't know. They, I, I think I screwed that acronym up. I apologize. But I think that's you got a lot more guys that are heavy prospect guys as well, too. Even though the NFPC, we love kids, you know, we love all these young arms and that. So, but I think that was the right move. But shout out to Frank. Frank, what are you? Uh, are you in first or, you know, a half a point out of first in our main event? So, you uh, do yeah, a fantastic let's... job. Don't let the Carter key boom thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, last time I checked, uh, I was in first place in the main event. I'll check it again right now. Sure. Oh, there you go. Uh, I dropped out. There you go. I'm a half a point right now. 108 and a half points. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pick it back up. Just got Aaron Judge back. You know, D. Gordon came back recently as well. Uh, but yeah, losing Frankie Montas and Pablo Lopez. Um, we, should talk about, we should talk about Frankie Montas. We should talk about Frankie Montas. Sucks big time, yeah. Because that broke down like Friday, right, I guess after work, right around there probably. And I remember just being devastated because Freddie Montas has been so, so good for fantasy teams and for the A's, and now you know why. And ultimately, if you're not a keeper league suspended for 80 games, Florio did the math for you uh, on Twitter, as many other people did. He comes back with like six games to go uh, in the season, which means in, in non-keeper leagues, in your standard yearly leagues, you drop Freddie Montas. It's over. It's over. Now, my question was, and I'm going to throw this to you, Matt, with Montas now out for the year, essentially, will the A's more quickly bring up Jesus Lazardo to fill the spot? I don't know if they're going to be more quickly with that, just for the fact that this is like one of their franchise pieces going forward. And I think they really want to be cautious due to the setback he had uh, in spring training. So I don't think they're going to rush him, but the fact that they have Luzardo coming, they have Manaya on the mend, who you know was pitching really well last year too. Uh, I, I think they got some reinforcements. You know, Puck is going to pitch out of the bullpen, from what I've heard. So you know they they're getting reinforcements. I still don't know how the hell the A's 
are where they are now. They had another nice run. They seem to do this every year. Yep. So, you know, kudos to them. But I, I, don't, I don't know how they do it. And Brett Anderson rolls up like a month of pitching excellence. I, you know, I'm always mystified. Yeah, the Oakland A's, look, it's really odd because – nice little juxtaposition, Greg, because you compare the uh, the Miami Marlins and the Oakland A's, and you know they both have similar home ballparks, bigger home ballparks, but uh, the Oakland A's are doing it a little bit differently than the Miami Marlins. I mean, there's different ways to win in baseball, and they have a lot of guys on that Oakland A's team right now that can hit for home runs when it comes to Chris Davis and Matt Olson and Matt Chapman and Ramon Laureano's been red hot too. But, yeah, they've been getting it done with a uh, – with a who's who cast of starting pitchers, Mike Fires, Brett Anderson, Chris Bassett, uh, Tanner Anderson for the Oakland A's as well. Uh, I agree with Matt. I don't know that this is going to accelerate the process for Jesus Lazardo. You know, we probably see him early second half, uh, you know, a couple of weeks after the second half begins, something like that. Uh, it could be a similar uh, situation for, what is the gentleman's name? Matt just brought him up. Sean Mania. Sean Mania, who pitched well last year for them. So, Sean Mania, Hazel Cesardo, the reinforcements are coming for them. Well, they lose Blake Trinan. Like, it's it's just a who's who. It's crazy, crazy situation that's going on. I do you want to know Mania, though? He did get hurt last night um, with a side issue I saw as he was rehabbing here. Oh, so that's not good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's an oblique or something like that, but he was hurt last night in this rehab assignment. Meanwhile... Jesus Lazardo later this week in AAA will go up to 75 pitches, becoming an option quite quickly, I think, for the A's. His last outing was 61 pitches. He allowed two runs, five strikeouts, and three and a third inning. By the way, my, um, my opponent this week uh, picked up Anthony Deslafani yesterday for a spot start. <laughs> and I mean, he, got, he got bombed. Don't get me wrong. He gets absolutely bombed. It's kind of like Mike is right here. But um, we were closing strikeouts. So at the time I looked, they were down five nothing. The ERA was like fifteen, but he had all nine outs via the strikeout. <laughs> oh gosh! Through three innings, every out that Anthony Desclafani had yesterday was via the strikeout. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, Anthony Desclafani. He it seems like he does this every year where he kind of uh, tantalizes us a little bit. He's got this, the swing and miss stuff, the strikeouts. Seems like he's he always should have been better than he actually is, and he'll put together a few good starts here and there. But uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, it's inconsistency when it comes to Disclafani. We go through these stretches where he looks really good, and then uh, he reminds you that he's Anthony Disclafani and that he pitches in the Great American Small Park, right? Absolutely. Uh, quick, yeah. Uh, on Frankie Montas, if you're playing like in Dynasty or Keeper, I would try and get him. Maybe the owner's just really pissed off and you know furious that he's out for the year. Uh, I would be all over him for next season. I think that split is real. And, you know, that, that's a pitch that's going to further him on. Yeah, I agree with Matt here, too. You know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, the reason why he was pitching so good was because he was using performance-enhancing drugs. If you look at his career numbers, he's someone who always threw the ball hard, and I think the fact that he worked in this splitter this year was what helped him get to this level. I mean, sure, you know, PEDs might have had some kind of influence here, Greg, but I don't know that they're the only reason that he was pitching as well as he was. I agree with you. We'll take a break. When we come back, we wrap things up with Modica, and we go to the two-star pitchers, and that comes your way next. 
Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. with you on the BFFs Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Swing for the Fences, playing DFS baseball with DailyRoto.com and become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win a million bucks on FanDuel or DraftKings. Become one of the countless number of other people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, do no wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get a lot of alerts, project, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. And that's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. DailyRoto.com. The promo code is FNTS. And why? You mentioned before, Frank, when you were saying some of the stuff that happened this weekend. Bobby Bradley got called up. He went for 88 bucks in our GST league, three bucks in GDD, uh, two bucks in your home league. And tell us about Bobby Bradley. If he's going to play, who he is, what he does well, what he doesn't do well. Who is Bobby Bradley? Yeah, he's a big power prospect. I think the power is legit. He's got a 60 grade power. And, you know, he had 24 home runs in AAA so far this season. The batting average is a little bit. Uh, misleading. He had a 292 batting average in, at the minor league level, but over the past two years at AAA, he's had an, an, a, a strikeout percentage over 32%. So I think he's going to struggle for batting average, but the pop is legit, and especially this year where, you know, the ball is just flying out of the yard. I expect him to hit somewhere in like the middle to lower end part of the Indians lineup, anywhere from like five to seven probably. Uh, but yeah, he can he can be legitimate uh, power, power source here. And... Um, 
That's what I'm expecting. You know, it's $88 in GST, uh, $3 in GDD. So I think anywhere from like, I think $88 is probably a little bit too much, but anywhere from like a 3 to 6% bid next week when he's available in NFBC, I think makes a lot of sense. Matt, what do you think about Bobby Bradley? Look, yeah, I think you said it perfect. You're, you're, you're buying him for power. When he makes contact, the ball is going to go really far. Uh, but when you're striking out a third, uh, a third of the time in the minor leagues, that's not a good indication for what's going to happen to you in the majors. So, you know, I would take the risk. I'm with you. Three to six percent, I think, is fine. Uh, if you're really desperate, I don't. I don't think you're going to, you know, I'd rather, I'm more happy having a guy like Garrett Cooper, who I picked up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's been tremendous and a, a much more consistent bat. But I, I will say this about Brady. He's got like Pete Alonzo type power or something close to that. So, should I pick him up? That's a bit question here. Uh, Greg, do you need a first baseman? Greg, do you need home runs? I wouldn't need home runs, if, Frank. If, the answer to those questions are yes, then yes, you should probably pick them up. Okay. Well, who are you dropping is, is the other question. All right, I guess I say so I usually make a move in the pit league, and then like all my players get hurt, so it's a disaster. So like I have currently five players on the disabled list or the injured list. It's called the DL and Yahoo. Corey Seager, Hunter Pence, Yanni Diaz, Byron Buxton, and Pablo Lopez. It's like a drop. Somebody. Pablo yeah. Lopez. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any timetable for Pablo Lopez. And, yeah, with everyone else hurt on your team, I think he's probably a casualty there. Unfortunately. Buxton's coming back this week, probably. So check on that. Let's hope so. When's uh, Yandy says he could come back on Thursday. That'd be good. All right. So I kind of want this guy after your description. I I wouldn't drop Yandy Diaz for him. No, 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 no. no. I want to drop Renato Nunez for him. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's fair. But I don't want to waste a pickup yet. Too early. All right, so I'm going to pick him up right now. You not, please? I'm trying. I, <laughs> first come, first serve, Greggy. Sorry. I, I, I love the first come, first serve, but I, I don't want you to do that at the moment because I, I, I want this guy. Nah, I don't need him. All right, cool. I got Freddie Freeman. I got Max Muncy. All right, so your boy, Matt, Garrett Hampson got, got called back up this weekend. Is he going to be the guy at short, or is Brendan Rodgers going to be the guy? I don't know. I put in a couple of small bids to try and get some Garrett Hampson back. You won't quit. I love it. You're no I mean, just because for fantasy, he has speed. Uh, he's been atrocious on the major league level, but his speed is top end. Uh, he, there's no denying that. Brandon Rogers, uh, I don't know if he's ready yet. Maybe his future, he's going to be a impact player. But so far, what I've seen, he's not ready for prime time at the moment. So I, I won't be shocked if Hampson wants to hit a little and starts to on some bases. We can see. I don't know how long the story's supposed to be out, though. That's my question because I've seen conflicting reports. Yeah, so Trevor's story originally was going to be out for weeks. That was the report. I remember on Friday we were all doom and gloom with Florio and I. And then he said yesterday, hey, uh, I expect to be back as soon as my 10 days are up. I'm like, what? So I have no idea. Yeah, that doesn't seem uh, smart for Trevor's story or the Rockies organization. I know that they've played a little bit better recently, and they were expected to uh, at least compete for a wild card spot this season. But um, they need to they need to be smart when it comes to Trevor Story. Again, you gotta almost protect him from himself. Uh, and we've seen you know guys come back from injuries, especially to like 
fingers or like parts of their hand like this can easily slow down his production too so I'd rather them just give him the the proper time that he needs and it is worth mentioning that since he's gone down Brendan Rodgers has started every game at shortstop okay. they've been playing Garrett Hampson in the outfield uh this is really the uh it seems like this is the Colorado Rockies uh worst nightmare because now they actually have to play their young players and we know that they hate to do that <laughs> for whatever reason and it's very very frustrating um but yeah, I do think as long as Trevor Story's out, Brandon Rogers probably going to be the uh, majority of the time starting at shortstop, and, and Garrett Hampson either maybe you know they'll work him in there against a lefty, they'll use him in the outfield or whatever it might be. Uh, but I'll throw a few other names out there. I like Chris Taylor. You know, I had Trevor Story in a, in a twelve-team league, and I lost him. I picked up uh, Chris Taylor. The Dodgers play seven games this week with, I believe, either three or four of those in Coors Field. So mm-hmm. I like Chris Taylor a lot. Uh, I do like Brendan Rodgers just because, again, seven games this week. And then I'll just throw, you know, Kevin Newman's name out there again. It just seems like he's not getting the proper respect, Greggy. Yeah, the respect needs to be there. We'll see if he converts <laughs> and earns that respect. All right. Um, anybody else you want to mention, Matty, before we get to the two-star pitchers for this week? I'm trying to think. I mean, one somebody who's played really well over the last month. Uh, just give him some love is Todd Frazier. I've never really been a Todd Frazier fan, but uh, he's done very well last uh, month or so. So if you need corner help in a deeper league, he's a guy that you know you should be looking at. Yeah, I'll throw a few uh, lower end outfielders out there. If you know you're struggling in a five outfielder league, the Giants play seven games this week. Alex Dickerson's playing well for them. So is Mike Yastrzemski as well, and uh, doesn't play for the Giants anymore. But Matty Mo, our guy, oh, Mac no. Williamson, oh, no. he's playing every day again. Greggy out there in Seattle. Let's go! Great, oh, fantastic. I've yes. been burned by that man so many times. <laughs> What's like, dead will never die for you people. Exactly. There it is. All right, let's get to the two-star pitchers for this week. I mentioned a Florio about it, so now I want to ask you about it, Matt, as well. My favorite uh, two-star pitcher this week was Adam Pluko for the Cleveland Indians. He's facing Kansas City, and he's in Baltimore. What do you think of Pluko this week? Look, he's, that strikeout-to-walk rate is pretty astonishing. He's really only had that one blow-up start this year, and I know everybody's got him for the two-star. I'm of the thinking that the Indians keep Bieber on his normal rest, which would give Bieber that second start. But let's say that Pluko gets the start. I still have some reservations here. Uh, My choice in Frankie's poll was Bassett. I went with the Hound, though I'm not very confident in that one either, to be honest with you. But look, Pluko has been a pleasant surprise, all things considering, from his past. Yeah, I put out the poll before the show, Greggy, and as of right now, uh, the options were Adam Pluko, Brad Keller, Chris Bassett, and Aaron Sanchez. I mean, these are really, you know, bottom of the barrel here, and that's why I included in the tweet, death is not an option. But 55% of the vote is going to Adam Pluko right now, and I think it's just because uh, a large majority of that is because of the matchups here versus the Kansas City Royals and at the Baltimore Orioles. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Look, Chris Bassett... One start against the Cardinals, that could work out well because we know they've been struggling mightily in the month of June. But then at the Los Angeles Angels, you know, a team that does not strike out at all. Shohei Otani's coming around. Mike Trout is red hot as well. Justin Upton's back. I don't really, I don't really like starting hitter uh, pitchers against the Los Angeles Angels right now, just because they don't strike out and their offense is is really hot, Greg. So um, I could see it in maybe a deeper league for Chris Bassett, but you know, anything anything shallower than like a fifteen teamer, probably out. On all these guys, to be honest, none of them pique your interest. Yeah, they're, pro- they're no, I like they're fifteen team, mm-hmm. like two starters, but in twelve teamers, I think 
you know, there might have been guys that were available that were better. I played in a 12-team league where uh, Tre- Trevor Richards was avail- available, and I picked him up for his uh, two-star week this week. All right, yeah. so uh, that's disappointing. Uh, to me, I-, I like Fluko even even in the 12-team leagues. Well, you know, you've been... Uh, You've been a little bit more courageous with these two starters. I know, like so, two weeks ago, you used Brett Anderson. It was this it wor- week. It was last week, and it worked out well for you. So it worked out the first start. He got bombed yesterday. Oh, all right, yeah. I did, but because <laughs> I'm in a daily transaction league, I benched him yesterday. Oh, there you go. And That's it was, tough. and it was what was even better was I took a risk because I was trying to play the matchup and see what I wanted to do. Um, Brett Anderson and I picked up Sean Anderson because they both pitched at four o'clock yesterday. So I had them ready to go. I can make a maneuver during the day to see if I want to bench them or leave them in. And given our, my situation, my matchup, I started my first starter at 1 o'clock, and it was Marcus Stroman against the Red Sox. Well, that worked out very well. Incredibly well. Yes. <laughs> Six shutout innings for Marcus Stroman. Let's go. Should see him in pinstripes soon. Future New York Yankee. Let's go. Matty Mo, I'll throw, I'll throw four other names here at you okay. that we have on the rundown. They're kind of fringy-ish. They haven't pitched well recently. Uh, Zach Davies versus Seattle versus the Pirates. Andrew Heaney versus the Reds versus Oakland. Steven Matz at Philly versus Atlanta. And Marco Gonzalez, I mean, gosh, these matchups. Uh, at Milwaukee and at Houston. Any four of those guys pique your interest? Yeah, Marco Gonzalez, that ship has sailed like long ago. He's got a five, over five ERA. 5x fit. His walk per nine is like almost four or something. So he's definitely out of that one. Steven Matz, interestingly enough, has those crazy home road splits. He's got like a low two ERA at home, a 620 ERA on the road. He's giving up 18 runs in 13 first innings this season uh, with eight homers. So, you know, I, I don't know about Matz neither. He needs the guy for me. Uh, he's home for both starts. He gets the Reds. Uh, swing and miss availability there, uh, you know, and they got some platoon players in the. That's a nice split for him. And then he's home versus Oakland. He needs the guy, Zach Davies. You know, if you want to press your luck, I get it. But Andrew Heaney for me. Yeah, it's just not really a great crop of two-star pitchers this week, Greg. It rarely is, Frank. No, I mean sometimes we find some guys that some were like, diamonds in the rough. Yeah, that we that we feel all right. That have I feel really good about Pluto, man. That's that's the guy. That could be your guy. That's the guy this week. The, the matchups make sense. And you know what, Matt? I was looking at Brad Keller, and I know he's been really inconsistent. It seemed like he was starting to right the ship. I believe like three of his last four starts, like he was actually pitching well. Uh, but he's always like due for like one of those blow up starts. So you know the matchups on paper against the Indians and the Blue Jays don't seem so bad. But Brad Keller is just one of these guys where I mean he could just completely crush your your ERA and your WHIP if he if he gets blown up and he has shown a propensity to do that. Yeah, this is fifteen team only option in, in uh, my consideration. It's the matchups that make him a, a person of interest. Uh, I know Al Mokio wrote a piece on his, his air density piece, which is you know pretty much above my pay grade, figuring that <laughs> stuff out and seeing all that. But got some interesting nuggets with that. But for me, Keller is, it's an option-based choice in a deeper league. You know, you can either win or you can get blown up. With that, we're going to say goodbye to Matty Moe for this week. Matt, it's been a pleasure, and we cannot wait to do it again next week. You guys, you guys rock. I always love doing it. See you next week. By the way, next Monday, it's probably the last baseball one we do with Matty Moe. We're going to turn our attention to football after that. There you go. July coming soon. Yeah, we got to July 8th, Matt. I'm preparing you right now two weeks from today. 
We're turning our attention to football. I, I got to get ready. I got to know who the Matty Mo guys are besides Sammy Watkins, obviously. <laughs> Please. What is old will never die. What is old may never die. There you go. Matt Modica, follow him at CTM Baseball. And, of course, read everything he has and listen to everything he has over at The Athletic. With that, Frankie, we say goodbye to YouTube for today. Sean Guastamacchia. And at the window, come your way next. Make sure you listen to Sean each and every day, especially today, here on At the Window. Frank, it's now time for our best bets forever. It's a brand new week. Things can go well. I gave two picks out on Twitter to somebody that you requested. I lost both of them. The weekends just aren't your thing, Greg. That's, you know, that's all right. And I lost on Friday. Crush it on the weekdays. I lost with Florio on Friday, too. Barely. I got screwed on Friday. So hopefully I don't get screwed again, Frank. I feel like we're going to have to go back to the tape. I don't remember... I remember liking the Marlins on Thursday for Zach Gallon's debut, and the Marlins won that game. Nice. So I won one of those. I, I think I gave out two picks, though. It's a new week. Nobody cares about last week anymore. I want to know. I, you know, I want to hold myself accountable. I was talking to Sean uh, earlier this morning. There's one pick that stands out extremely to me. What's that? And that's Lucas Giolito, plus 156 in Boston. Yeah, I you know what? I tried that last week, Greg, and he made me look like a fool. So you won't be fooled again. I will. Giolito's number is only so high this week because he got he lost in Chicago on the on the other side. The home runs were flying out of Wrigley. They won't be flying out of Boston tonight. Eduardo Rodriguez, no one to let up some runs. He will tonight. Give me Giolito plus one fifty six and the White Sox against Boston. All right. So I know that I if I include the the Marlins pick, I went one for three, one and three last week. And you said you got something wrong on Friday, Greg. Uh, yeah. I would say you had three and two. That's good. You're still making money there. I'm going to take money. I, no, I took one extra pick, so I was four and two. Four and two. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah. You get rich doing that. Um, I like, I was looking at this earlier, the Rockies and Giants tonight. John Gray against Drew Pomeranz. I understand. I see, I see what you're going over. I, yes. Okay. I, I, <laughs> yes, I am. Just want to make that clear. You All know, right. I'm not a John Gray guy. I understand the, this game is in Oracle Park. It's in San Francisco, which is a bigger ballpark, uh, but I just don't trust either one of these starting pitchers. And, you know, the Giants are actually playing better. You know, they're playing better as of late with uh, Mike Yastrzemski and Alex Dickerson. Spoke about them a little bit earlier, Greg. The total in this one's only 7.5, man. Low. I think we can get over this. That seems to be way over that number for John Gray versus Drew Pomerantz. Two pitchers know we're getting bombed. Obviously, Frankie mentioned it. It's in San Francisco. It's a big uh, pitcher's park. Their ERAs combined are over 11. They're terrible. <laughs> John Gray, 4.18. Uh, Drew Pomerantz, 7.09. It's got to go over 7.5, right? If, John Gray, if Drew Pomerantz just does what he always does, the average, average yeah. ERA, you're this, good. This is 100% going to be a 4-3 game. Probably so. <laughs> Probably All right, so Giolito, we're riding him again, and we're going over the Giants and the Rockies, Greg. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, those are the best bets forever for today. We got about a minute left here uh, in the program. Uh, Yankees finally lost the game yesterday, Frank. Yeah, look, they're not going to win any uh, every game, and you know if they, uh, you know if they would ended up sweeping the Astros in four games, I mean that would have been miraculous. So. I think they were due for one of those clunkers, and of course they were because Jay Happ was on the mound, Greg. What do we have, only you know, two more years of this after this season? About so, yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Probably what do you think so. they do? What do you think the Yankees do? What is your prediction? They're going to trade for Marcus Stroman. Are they going to trade for Stroman, or yes. do you think it's someone else? I think it's Stroman. And Clint Frazier is going to kill us for the next decade or so? I don't think they trade Frazier for Stroman. Because they're saying they won't trade Frazier for a rental, but Stroman's not a rental. We'll see what He's happens. He's uh, under control through next year as well. Tomorrow on the show, what are we doing? Are we talking baseball? Yeah, baseball. All right, cool. 
I mean, hey, you want to talk football? You let me know. Next week, we're coming. All right, for Frank Snapple, I'm Greg Sussman. At the window, coming up next, Sean Guastamaki. I want to thank Matt Modica for joining us. Frank and I will be back tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.